Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Grand Blitz right here on TuneIn, Apple Podcasts. Google Cast, as well as uh, iHeartRadio, and always on Block Talk Radio. Your host, Oscar Lopez, here, episode 288. In the house today, we're pretty excited to have the WNFC Houston Heat, the revamped WNFC Houston Heat, uh, new uh, co-owners, and we're going to have two of those owners today, legendary quarterback, former IWFL champion with the Houston Energy, and the uh, also wild, uh, Houston Wildcats previous to that. Uh, we are going to have Laura Cantu in the house, as well as former uh, Raider, NFL Raider, and now coach of the Houston Heat, Daryl Hobbs. We'll be coming in here in about 15 minutes. So we're going to talk WNFC uh, Houston Heat in terms of where they're at for 2020, how they're going to kind of revamp their program here. Kind of excited also to talk about uh, kind of a feeder system for them. They're going to be creating a, uh, a flag football uh, type league in Houston to kind of uh, generate some buzz there as well as to uh, help them out with recruiting. So pretty interesting there. Big, big news in the NFL. Obviously, Andrew Luck uh, announces his retirement. Uh, Colts Nation obviously not as happy as Andrew Luck. A uh, lot of concerns in terms of health concerns in the last two seasons for Andrew Luck. Probably a decision on physicality more than potential. And I think a lot of the fans kind of not understanding that aspect of it and sort of kind of going with more of a business mindset, of course. Um, NFL players usually are inclined to have painkillers, a lot of issues with uh, acute pain over their lifespan of being a player. Uh, Andrew Luck, probably one of the most uh, hit players in the NFL in terms of sacks and uh, rushes and and getting uh, injured. Uh, he's been out for a while, did have shoulder injury, uh, did have a kidney bruise, uh, just a lot of uh, wear and tear on this individual, not just from the NFL, but obviously from, you know, from bringing from the upbringing from football all the way up to the NFL, takes a beating on you over, you know, so many seasons. And so the decision was made by him. Unfortunately, you would have thought maybe not that the timing wasn't the best timing. If he really was pondering it about it, uh, he could have made that decision before the OTAs and before the season started. And I think that's really where the Colts fan base's beef is. You know, if you're going to play, you, you got everybody's hype. Everybody's, you know, we got Andrew Luck back, new season. Everything was going to go this way. And then it turns out that, you know, he pulls the rug right before uh, the season kicks off. So they got Bris, uh, Jacoby for um, set. So we'll see how they go with the Colts here. But uh, Andrew Luck, obviously, is a, a big hot topic this week. Uh, it kind of takes away from the uh, drama queen, which is uh, Antonio Brown. And so if you want to get the article, go to the hub at facebook.com. We have our own co-host, uh, Holly Custis, kind of per- putting a perspective on what Andrew Luck's decision, how it was made, and the longevity of an NFL player, and obviously the factors behind making a decision to retire, which is a hard decision for most athletes. Um, most athletes would love to play for a long, long time, especially in the women's game. There's a lot of, uh, you know, aged uh, uh, women that play this sport up to their late 40s and sometimes early 50s. 
depends on their physicality and how the state of their body and the upkeep of their body. But in the NFL, durability is not longevity. A lot of times, one injury away from the career ending, uh, if you're blessed, you will get basically up to maybe 10 to 12 years, in depending on your position. A lot harder on the offensive lines and defensive lines. Uh, quarterbacks sometimes don't last very long if their lines are not very good. It all depends on a lot of factors. But overall, I really think Andrew Luck's decision is the best for him uh, in, in regards to moving forward and being healthy and having a life with his family and his kids and all that other stuff that's going to be more important. Um, his physical health, obviously, a big decision to that. I'm pretty sure it wasn't alone. His family, wife, everybody else. And so that was a big, big bombshell in terms of the NFL because of the season almost approaching here. But at the same time, totally understandable if you're a athlete, uh, you're able to relate to that and how that decision was probably made. Uh, at some point in your career, your body just breaks down and you don't have the energy. You probably don't have the passion for the physical wear and tear that is obviously going to be taken on you. And so the decision has to be made. That's why a lot of uh, women football players that have a long longevity over 10 years at some point retire into coaching because they still love the game. They want to participate in the game. They want to support and also bring awareness to the sport and bring other uh, young girls and women into the sport. So, you know, their give back, even though they can't play on the field any longer, normally is a coaching position of some sort or, or they kind of volunteer on and off just to stay in the know with the game and obviously support it. Uh, Andrew Luck's going to be fine. Obviously, he's got more than enough finances uh, to get him through. He's a smart guy. I'm pretty sure he's going to get into some sort of investments like every other NFL player does. So I think he'll be fine. Uh, mental health will be the concern there long term in terms of what he's able to do. A lot of times when you walk away, you get a little depression because you're not able to have, you know, that outlet. And so, but Andrew Luck, there it is. Um, big a story for the NFL. Uh, we're going to talk NFL preseason in about an hour. We should have the salty one, Mackenzie Brooks, coming into the house, and we will discuss uh, everything happening preseason-wise and up to the NFL, including Andrew Luck and her thoughts. Uh, but we'll we'll talk to her. We're also going to have uh, LFL insider Nate Ward coming in here in about 45 minutes, and he's going to talk everything that happened uh, in the playoffs in Ontario. Uh, big upset, Los Angeles. Uh, coming in two and two, defeated the Austin Acoustic four and zero. Just a, the team was ready. Uh, Asi Salerno had uh, alluded to that on Instagram. This was uh, a much needed win for them. They were at home. It is a return for her to a championship format. Uh, she hasn't done that since the rebranding, uh, and so she's got a lot of talent around her as well. Uh, kind of a great thing for like Daniel Harvey and. Uh, and all the other veterans on the uh, temptation, sort of a nice way to go into the finals against their arch rival, which is Seattle Miss. Seattle, we already knew coming in, they were going to be potent, they were going to be fierce, and they showed it. And so we'll, we'll dive into that with Nate Ward in about 45 minutes in terms of what the picture looks like for Legends Cup at Showwear Center and what happened in Ontario. This weekend on the LFL YouTube channel, you'll be able to watch everything that happened from Ontario on the YouTube channel, and then Legends Cup on September 7th. We're happy to announce today 
that we have some no-joke football athletes for our brand coming up on board. We have two more to announce. Those will be announced within the week here, uh, within the next 10 days. Uh, we are very, very excited uh, to be working with these individuals. Uh, their on-field talents is what our branding stands for, and they're uh, inspirational athletes as well, and amazing, amazing women. And so I cannot be more proud uh, for them to trust us uh, with promoting our brand and, you know, giving them uh, spotlight and spotlighting them as well. So today, Stacey uh, Jackman of the Sa Seattle Mist, one of the players that we announced today that will be coming on board with us, uh, very an outstanding athlete, very good player, and she's obviously going to go for a cup win in at Shore Center September uh, 7th. So congratulations to her. Uh, we have a lot of outstanding athletes on this uh, in our branding, and we uh, are very proud of all of them. Um, Michelle Marshall she, uh, fell short there in Ontario, and so did Anna Garza uh, trying to play with the Austin Acoustic, but they both reached the playoffs. They're both outstanding athletes. They are inspirational teammates. Uh, they give a lot of, you know, a lot of inspiration when they're on the field. They're, they're basically ballers all the way around. And uh, Anna, for sure, one of the one of the most notable ones, especially with Omaha, lifted to another level this year. And then Michelle just brings it every game. Just so talented. Um, and she's multi-time champion, not just in the LFL in terms of, you know, she hasn't won anything there. But overall in the IWFA, she's uh, been a multi-time champion in Texas, as well as international champion now uh, with the uh, IWFA with, um, international tournament against FXL. So I uh, can't say more than enough for that. And then in Australia, uh, the season has started. And so uh, as well, we have uh, probably the original pioneers of my brand, uh, and that's Christy Moran and Lauren Evans playing in Gridiron, Queensland. So we'll dive into the international scene. We'll figure out what's going on in Germany because the playoffs are going to start. Semi-final playoffs are coming up as well. And then we'll type in – we'll dive into Finland as the uh, – final in Finland has been set and this will be an epic battle uh, between the Wolverines and the St. Petersburg Valkyries in the Maple League. So we'll get details on that in terms of uh, any live stream which should happen. Normally it happens and we'll figure out what the links are and all that. So um, if you guys go to uh, FanDuel and I don't know if you played uh, Daily Fantasy Sports because we play fantasy, fantasy Daily Sports so the NFL season's coming up. Um, if you go to the hub at Facebook.com right now you can earn some cash. So you, uh, we will give you $15 limited time offer. Go to the hub, click on to FanDuel, sign up on FanDuel. It's pretty easy. And you get a credit of $15 to play. You can play WNBA, you can play golf, you can play PGA, whatever sport you want to play, 15 bucks on us. And uh, you can play as low as 25 cent plays, as low as five cent plays. So uh, check it out, go to FanDuel. And um, just click on the link there. You get the referral, sign up and you get $15 on us to play. So check it out and go there on FanDuel for the NFL season starting if you want to play NFL. Otherwise, there's other uh, other sports you can try. So you can try a WNBA, some season still, college football as well. You got NASCAR, MMA. So a lot of stuff happening on FanDuel. Check it out. Get $15, limited time offer. Go to the hub at facebook.com. All right, so if you miss anything during the week, um, that's the place to be. You go to the hub, the best network on the planet. Very proud to say that. We are the best network on the planet, and we cover everything that's women's American football. 
So uh, go to the hub, facebook.com, like, share, comment, all the stuff on there. There's pretty cool articles this week on Tony Harris as well on the hub. So the very top stories there. We have Kara Williams. She's spotlighted by Jay Randall out there because she's obviously an awesome baller as well. Got NFL preseason recap week three by ESPN. You can go and check out the talented uh, No Joke Football athlete, the Phenom, the youth Phenom, and uh, Emma Diaz, a dual sport athlete. This girl's like kill, kills it on flag, and now she's killing it in rugby college, college rugby. So very proud to promote her as well. Uh, thanks to Bleacher Report for uh, helping her out, uh, promote her as well. So Emma Diaz on there as well. We're going to have the uh, live stream preview of the um, start guard. Uh, Scorpions taking on the Hamburg Amazons, winner to face Berlin Cobras, and that's going to be uh, courtesy of Sport Dutchland, and you'll get the preview there as well and the link to watch it. Really cool interview if you go to the hub right now. Interview is with Russ Crawford, uh, and he's doing an interview with Ruth Mata of the UK Lions, very talented individual, champion in the WFA with the Boston Renegades, and then obviously uh, international champion as well with uh, Great Britain national team as well as the Birmingham Lions. So you get to kind of uh, listen to the interview there with her. The WFLA announces the draft on August 31st coming up here in Las Vegas at the NGM Grand. So all the players that participated in the in the, basically the tryout that was in Southern California, most of them WNFC all, uh, players or WFA players, most of them will be uh, invited to the draft. The article there by Yahoo lists all the players except for one player. And the CEO, if you go to WFLA, uh, Women's Football League Association, you get the uh, live video of Lupe uh, Rose, which is the CEO, uh, kind of giving you the details about what's going to happen for the weekend. So check it out. And the article's there. A uh, lot of things happening for the WFLA. Their uh, goal is to launch in 2020 with 32 teams. Um, I don't know if that's bold, bold, but it's bold, and we'll see if that's able to happen. I mean, realistically, we're thinking maybe 10 teams when they launch, but their goal and their stated efforts have been 32, so we'll see how true that becomes once all the logistics are put in place for them. So we'll figure that out. And we're excited. The 2019 Czech women's uh, football season is going to start, and that's going to start September 8th through November 19th as the Brno Amazons look to defend one more time. And then this year, uh, one of the teams is going to be the, the Warsaw Sirens that will play in the Czech Republic League this season. So it'll be the Sirens, the Prague Harpies, the Prague Black Cats, and obviously the champion Brno Amazons. So a four-way duel for the Czech uh, Republic Championship this year. So uh, the other article that was coming out, obviously uh, Cali Bronson. Uh, intern with the Buffalo Bills. Get the article. That was last week as well, and then the buzz for this week, so check it out. And Callie's doing awesome things there, uh, kind of, you know, in the footsteps and writing in the same way that Phoebe Sketcher was. And speaking of Phoebe Sketcher, today she's 30 years old. Congratulations to our Nojo football athlete, one of the first athletes that have supported our brand as well, so I cannot be more than happy for her. Um, so congratulations on a big 30, uh, Phoebe. So great job there. And so check out all the articles, all the videos, everything that's happening at the hub at facebook.com forward slash create iron beauties. So if you go to um, the No Joke Football Shop, I want to thank everybody from Europe, from Portland, uh, Poland, Portland, from Poland, 
from Spain, from Germany, UK, everybody that's purchased something from our shop in the Euro scene, which is really awesome for me. Uh, it's not coming out of the States or North America. It's Euro. So thank you, everybody in Europe for supporting our stuff in Europe. If you want to send a pick out, just do it on Twitter or on Instagram. Just direct messages, and we'll try to get you spotlighted as well. So um, thank you to everybody in Europe. So, But if you want to go to the No Joke Football Shop, you go to Zazzle.com forward slash Grand Beauties. Right there is the North American site. And if you want to go to an international site, you go right below the page. It'll say sites, worldwide sites. Click on the click, and you can go onto your nearby uh, site that is in Europe, Australia, or anywhere else internationally. So really appreciate everybody going there. And we have a, a basically a, a sale going on right now until the 28th. If you uh, want to go get something out, it's the best time to do it. So if you get the No Joke Football original slogan shirt, it's usually $24.99. You get basically 15% off to, between today and tomorrow, the 28th. So click on the link. And then at the checkout, just put in promo code Zazzle Thanks, and you get 15% off. So free shipping if you do Zazzle Black for about 10 bucks. Otherwise, you're good to go. So let's go into the huddle, sponsored by Zazzle.com, as always. And so we're going to be talking to the Houston Heat of the WNFC, and that will be former Raider uh, and coach Daryl Hobbs and legendary IWFL quarterback Laura Cantu. Should be in the house here right now. Let's bring them on. And Laura and Daryl, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How you doing? You're doing great, sir. How was how was your day going? Pretty good. I I just got off the football field practice with my high school boys. So uh I'm doing pretty good right now. We're getting ready for Friday night. So busy, busy, as always, right? When <laughs> coaching life is always busy. Yes. Um Yes sir. Coach yes, Daryl and, and Laura, are you Laura's at the Astros game, so I'm kinda of jealous right now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, I'm here. Sorry. It's okay, Laura. It's I, I was telling uh, uh, Nat. Uh, it's just it's just bitter, you know, because my Dodgers lost to you, but we're we're good. Yeah, they'll they'll probably lose <laughs> this year in the very end. <laughs> uh -oh. Yeah, let's hope we don't choke. It's just not good. That's not a good. That's not a good track record to have. <laughs> uh, Coach, let's start with you. Um, so you. You've come from the NFL. You got you know a lot of pedigree, high school football. Um, you got a good background. You understand the game. Obviously, you've played at, a, at the highest level. Um, what do you think of this WNFC opportunity for you? I think it's a great opportunity. You know, I, I love coaching football, and and that, to me, it doesn't matter if it's Pop Warner, if it's middle school, high school, or ladies. Uh, the ladies, I've been fortunate enough to coach thus far. They've been really interested in the game and. And they they love Planet, so you know it it is what it is. They they enjoy uh, the environment and and winning football, and so that's that's why I do what I do. I love coaching the sport, and uh, I love working with the ladies. That's where it starts. Your your transition, um, Coach Darrell. I'm going to ask you just a, a lot. You know, Andrew Luck retires. You retired. Uh, it's really a hard decision to kind of just step away, right? But you got to have kind of find a different avenue to still have the, you know, the love for the sport and all that with, you know, you're obviously yeah, winning you, coaching, but kind of a hard decision, right? When you have injuries and other factors that probably will make that decision for you, right? 
You're correct. And, and when you have injuries, your body's when your body tells you it's time to shut it down, you know, you can't hide, you can't run away from it. So uh, it's kind of hard because you you miss the camaraderie with your with your teammates and, and, the, and the friendships and stuff you develop. But when it's time to shut it off, you know, you got to find another uh, means of, fu- of fueling the fire, so to speak. So mine just happened to be, you know, coaching. Uh, that kept me, you know, close to the game I love. And uh, that's what I continue to do. It keeps me going. Coach Darrell, uh, co-owner of the team, different aspect of just being a head coach because now you have an investment in it. So um, this league obviously had a really good year, no forfeits, uh, you know, on a mobile platform. So there are a lot of positives going into it, um, you know, just from the start. So is that something of an exciting thing for you too, that it, as it grows, you're going to benefit from it as well? Correct. You know, it all starts with a solid foundation and, you know, me and Nat and some uh, Laura and, 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 and Curtis and Roland, you know, when we sat down and talked about it, that's the first thing, you know, we, we wanted to make sure it had a solid foundation because we wanted we wanted some, to be a part of something that's going to continue to grow. And, uh, you know, our research, we looked at everything from last year, previous year, it, it, it everything pointed in the right direction. So, you know, that's an awesome feeling to know that you're you're part of something that's growing and the, the foundation is there, and we're looking for bigger and better things to come. The uh, the Heat didn't have such a Heat record in year one, considering you got Texas Elite in the same state, and then you had some you know some real good uh, team in Nebraska. So there, there's opportunity, obviously, for this team to surprise in 2020, right? Correct. You know, and you know, I I, I really don't like to look back on the past. Uh, when I sat down and talked to Roland. You know, we, we he told me the way he wanted to go, the direction he wanted to go. And, uh, you know, a lot of things have to do with, you know, technique, fundamentals, and, and coaching. And so uh, that's where I come in and Curtis. And uh, I just believe that if you coach and teach the ladies the right way uh, and if you, you know, sprinkle in a few athletes that can, can make a difference in the game, then you have a chance. And that's all we're trying to do is give ourselves a chance. What do you think of the level of the two top teams that you've seen on film, the Falcons and the Spartans? Because they, to me, it's like when we ranked them last year, they were really the top two that will be there, right? When you when you start the season, you're like, okay, yeah. these are the two teams. It's like no different than high school, right? When you're ranking the high school teams, you're like, these are the two programs that will be there. Just a matter of whether yeah. we can get there. But so it's it's really a matter of is it starting all over for the Heat? Or are we having, like, return yeah. players from year one that just obviously are hungry for year two? Well, when you when you bring in new coaches, you know, of course you, you're going to look and review everything. So we, it, it, it's a few ladies that return, uh, but we're, we're, trying to, we're, we're trying to build for the future. And, uh, you know, like I said, we don't really dwell on the past. We just uh, look toward the future. And, and I've never been part of a, a losing type of atmosphere or environment. So, uh we're going to build on some of the positives that they had last year. It wasn't all negative. They had a few positives, and uh, and we're going to go from there. But uh, uh, we get the right the right uh, players and and people buy into what we're doing. We should be fine. I I started with Laura. My first coaching deal with the women was with Laura with the Wildcats, and uh, we were one game for, from the, the championship. Uh, we went out to California, shorthanded. I think we had fifteen, eighteen ladies or something. 
and we ended up losing the game before the championship. But uh, we had a very successful season. That was my first experience coaching the the lady football with the Wildcats. So uh, I think if we can if we can uh, implement a few ladies in certain positions and get them to buy in, and and uh, I think we have a shot. We give ourselves a chance, but definitely have some benchmarks to measure up. Some real good teams in the league. Uh, we we're gonna have our hands full. All right, so Coach Darrell, is uh, Laura third string right now? Is that the uh, the tentative plan as you go into 2020? Is she third? Just as a, is she third string? That's what I'm saying. As you your backup quarterback here, third string quarterback, just just in case uh, something happens, yeah. goes wrong. Well, yeah, Laura, you know, I always have a helmet ready for her. She knows that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Laura, are you third string or what? Are you in the shadows or? Um, like you said, he has a helmet ready for me, but this year more than likely won't won't be a, won't be playing. I'll just be coaching and uh or like just helping out, you know, with the team as much as I can, uh with my busy schedule that I have going on right now. So But no playing. No playing right. as of today. We'll put it leave it at that. <laughs> All right. So if I, if, I if it turns out that you're on the field I'll be the first one to kinda like just jump off a chair and kinda accidentally hurt myself like <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be a what she's coming back alright well anyways right. a coach I think I think Laura's kind of proven herself kind of like Andrew Luck she just decided hey it's too much for me yeah. my body and I'll just go do something more casual yeah you know Laura Laura's a champ you know Laura like I said when I my first experience coaching women's football I had the opportunity to coach Laura and Laura hey she's a pro She's a pro, and you know she made a decision. She wants to, uh, you know, live by that decision. That's that's her call. She deserves to have that call. I respect her for All it. All right, that's her. I think that's a good move for her too. I think it's just you know busy schedule. It's it's a different yeah. feel for it. Um, coach, if you have to go, let me know because I know you got you you got other uh, busy things, and I really appreciate you making the time. So just let me know when you gotta you gotta bail if that's the case. Um, Laura, let's talk to you about what's going on with this co-ownership. You've done this before with the Wildcats in the different leagues. What makes this more interesting? Is it Odessa who's sending brownies and stuff? (laughs) (laughs) No, I just, I mean, the stability of the league is definitely something that, you know, intrigues our, you know, our interest in, in moving forward with the team and, you know, partnering with, you know, the staff and stuff that was over it prior to our, you know, us joining them. So, um, you know, we're super excited about this season. And uh, we had a we had a great team of people uh, with us, the Wildcats, and um, figured we could just do it again, you know. Now we just need to, like Coach said, stack the team with a few few athletes that could be some game changers and uh, hopefully turn around, you know, turn this organization around in a positive way. Laura, what's going to be your role? Is it going to be more administrative as a co-owner? Because I know I've talked to, you know, Jordan Marie. I've talked to uh, uh, Kimbrough. I've talked to, you know, Star Wright last week. Is your role going to be really back more of administrative, try to make sure that this this team is get, gets noticed in Houston, things like that? Are you still there, Laura? I'm sorry. Like, it's okay. Somebody hit a it's home okay. Run. I totally understand. No, they just hit, yeah, they just hit a home run. Uh, 
but yes, uh, it's going to be more behind the scenes. Uh, I want to get involved more because I feel like, um, you know, the, the more I can do, help the players out with my experience, of, you know, playing the sports and stuff like that, um, you know, I can, you know, inform them on how the season goes and stuff like that, just for my experience and uh, help on that end. I, I don't I don't plan to be, um, you know, on the coaching side too much. Uh, if I have to help out occasionally, I will, but yeah, for the most part, I'll be behind the scenes. What do you think of the uh, leadership at the top? You have uh, Sewell, you got uh, Jenkins, you got Mitchell, who's obviously all of these former USA team players, you know what I mean, uh, now pretty much entrepreneurs in a way. Um, is that something that drew you in? Yeah, like, um, you know, I played, I, I, I play, I got the pleasure of, you know, of playing with, um, uh, with Odessa and then, you know, kind of playing against other, the other athletes that are, um, you know, on the board too. And so, you know, like I said, it's, it's, a, they've created a great foundation for this league. And, um, you know, that's, like I said, that's what kind of brought our attention, you know, to being part of it. And, um, there's a lot of great, ha- great things happening for the league too. And we, we, you know, our, we want the heat to be a part of. So, um, I definitely say it, it, it has something to do with our decision for sure. Laura, um, you've been in you've been in the sport for a long, long time. Can you tell me the announcement of Riddell and Adidas? What was your reaction? I mean, I think it's a great, great thing for the league, and not even just so much for the league, just women's football as a whole. You know, we've we've women, like when we started, um, when I started playing back in 2003. I mean, if it, it just if you just look at the different, um, you know, just equipment that that we have available to us these days and then uh, you know uh, even the tire sorry they just had another hit uh, <laughs> um, even even like I'm sorry <laughs> it's super loud in here right now can y'all can you still hear me yeah I can still hear you yeah. Okay. Um, even just the attire we have, like, you know, that we can offer the the quality of, of um, you know, uh, fan gear and stuff that we can offer our fans and even our teammates. Like, I mean, it's just awesome. Like, we, we have that to provide to provide them, you know, and I think it's a great a great step in a, in a positive direction. So, um, just for women's football overall, you know, this is just like a stepping stone for other leagues and, and stuff like that as well. Are you excited for the vision, which is probably going to be a 32-team uh, scope at some point down the road, national? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said, this foundation, the foundation of the league is solid, and um, I think it's, a, it's something great that, um, you know, that will create the stability, be able to hold teams, you know, that amount of teams and, and, be, and be successful. You know, we have a lot of other leagues that, like when I play, I've, I've played in three different leagues in, you know, 15 years, and so – it's uh it's nice to know that you know that that league like like I said it's building a solid foundation that's capable of you know holding that many teams and then also lasting you know five ten fifteen years from now you know just continuing to grow each year I think that's really important that like a lot of the leagues you know it has like a temporary stability you know and I think this league will will definitely grow you know for plenty of more years to come. Do you think Houston's going to be very receptive? You've got competition, the Heat, WFA. Do you, do you think what's going to make you stand out, basically? 
I think just our turnaround. This is this this year will be big for us. It's a it's a good opportunity for us to turn around um, turn around the team and just uh, uh, you know by us becoming part of it. That's what we hope to do. Um, and so I know last year they were a little unsu- unsuccessful on different parts, and um, you know hopefully this will just be like a knockout season for us, and not in the sense of like we're going to go and win a championship, but in a sense that like we're we can we can prove our our place in this league and, and show that we can hang with the big dogs, you know. Yeah, so. I totally understand. Um, the year two is. Literally, again, on the Atlantic side, it's going to be very competitive. On the West Coast, a lot more competitive. Um, the fact that the travel cost is a little bit less than it was in other leagues and some of the perks and stuff, I think, really helps the player, right? Because you were a player before that, and you've been a player for a long time. So on the player side, uh, Laura, what are you guys offering on the heat that makes it convenient for them to be on the team? Uh, just the opportunity to not have to really pay to play. Uh, we have a lot of great um, opportunities mm-hmm. here in Houston to raise money um, for the team and individually. And so um, our, our biggest thing with the Wildcats when we ran that team was just to make it to where they didn't have to pay to play, you know, where we could, the team could cover the travel costs and things like that. So you just, you know, the players are basically just coming out of pocket for, you know, their own personal items or food when we travel or something like that. But, Houston has a lot of great opportunities for teams to raise money, and, and Nat um, has been really good at partnering with uh, a lot of, you know, the opportunities that we have here to, that offer us that opportunity, you know, to raise money. So um, I think that's a, a what we're as well. That is, you know, the, our, one of our main focus is just keeping the players from having to do that. You know, when I started playing, I had to pay fifteen hundred dollars, and I had to pay for my equipment, and I had to pay for my uniform. You know, so. And then come playoffs, yeah. you had to pay for travel, you know. So, um, and I was, you know, I was a fresh out of college, 19, 18, 19, and, you know, trying to go to college and pay for school. And so it was hard, you know. Um, it was it was hard on us, our, our players. And so that's our that's our main focus. I mean, we're, we we want to win and dominate. That's, of course, that's, you know, something we focus on as well. But um, definitely just keep the players and having to, having to pay anything to play. Well, I'm really proud of you. Um, really proud of you know you've been a, a, a pioneer in, in a way, a, a legend in, in the sport for the most part in terms of names. You know, in terms of high caliber quarterback. So it's really nice to hear that you are going to be part of this new venture and new opportunity for not just yourself but for the upcoming generation. Right. Yeah, and I'm super excited about it. And like I said, we uh, you know, and also the Wildcats, we had some you know setbacks with the league changing and all that stuff and so uh, you know take a few years off and so I just feel like this is just a just kind of a kind of pick up where you left off thing for us and I'm super excited about it all right so you know you got to face the uh the elite Spartans the champions so it's going to be a very big goal for roster to try to get you know as as much talent there to stay competitive right um so, Laura, if you got to go, I'll let you go now that we can enjoy your uh, the Astros game. Um, and then we'll just kind of finish up here with uh, Coach Daryl, if that's the case, if you want to do that. Okay, that's fine. I appreciate you having me on tonight. Thanks, Laura. Thanks for making the time. Really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Have a good night. Right. All right, Coach Daryl, um, we'll keep you any more, a couple more minutes here. But um, so, you know, she's excited. You're excited. The, the ownership's excited. <laughs> Uh, and obviously the roster 
once it's finalized to your uh, your liking and with your coaching staff, um, it's a it's a big hurdle, right? Because you're right there with that big dog. Yeah. yeah, we're right there with the big dog, and we've been we've been having nice turnouts for for our uh, workouts and try and tryouts and stuff. So right now we're just we're taking little baby steps, getting ladies in the weight room, doing a little uh, you know agility and and cardio and stuff like that. But uh, it's still early. Uh, but we know what, what we're facing. We're facing some monsters. So, uh, you know, this is not my first rodeo. Uh, I know what it's going to take to get it done. Uh, I'm back-to-back state high school champions here in Houston with my high school football team. So we're going on the three-peat. The same thing I run with my high school boys. I run it with the ladies. Like I said, Laura ran the same <laughs> offense and stuff when I was with the Wildcats. And we almost got it done, but we just a game short. So uh, I know what it's going to take for us to to, to, to compete with the, with the elite, the Spartans up there. I don't know, you know, if we can beat them, but I know if we can compete, we give ourselves a chance. And I, I just got to have a few athletes that can make a difference, and we'll see what the outcome will be. Coach Darrell, um, the mobile platform is really awesome because that was, I think that's the difference maker for this league is that the fact that they have yeah. some really nice streaming and everything else, um, yeah. sort of spotlight yeah. all the talented players, including, you know, obviously the coaches that contribute to that. But uh, to me, that yes, was kind of like a game changer. So for you, is it something that was kind of like red zone, right? NFL red zone, you get to choose a game, which <laughs> yeah. one do you want to get, you know, which one you want to play. Yeah. Uh, so it's really game changing exactly. for the women's game in that sense. Correct. That's exactly, you hit the nail on the head, the red zone. You, that's what it is described as. Uh, I mean, it's a great opportunity. Uh, I'm excited, like Laura said. Uh, I, I know we got a couple of months to get this thing going, uh, get the ladies prepared. But when the season kicks off, it's going to be fun. And uh, like all, like everything, when you're winning, you're going to have fun. Uh, and my job is to put the ladies in the best position to be successful. Well, my job and the coach's job. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, we'll be able to get that done. Well, I'm really excited for you. Uh, I, I read up on your career, awesome career with the Raiders, and obviously your your high school career as well. You've done so well. So the expectation, obviously, to keep it, like you said, at the same level. And, the uh, you know, the big gorilla is obviously in your own state. That's the rival. So if you treat it as a rival, That's I think correct. that ev- the, the games will be elevated to another level, right? Correct. Just just like Al may rest in peace. Al Davis just win, baby. That's what we're gonna do. Just we're win. gonna get out there. We're gonna we're gonna do what we do. And uh, uh, a matter of fact, I, I got to get home tonight. I'm recording on my hard knocks <laughs> with the Raiders. So uh, we, we're gonna get out there and, and and throw it around a little bit and have some fun. Hey, Coach Darrell, I I wish you all the best. Uh, we look forward to another chat in season. And so it's kind of like maybe in March or something to see where the heat stands in terms of roster and how comfortable you are and, you know, that anticipation for the 2020 season kickoff. But uh, other than that, great off season. Hopefully you're going to get to that stage. Um, are you running or are you quoting a 40 man roster or are you shooting for 45? What, what's your uh, goal so far before we, I, I, I you know, I couldn't tell you, I can't, I couldn't tell you right offhand right now, but, uh, we want to make sure we have enough ladies where we're not playing both sides of the ball. I want to have a legitimate uh, defense and a, and a legitimate offensive right. unit. And and if I have to have a special athlete that can play both sides, then 
that's what we'll do. But uh, I'm shooting for having uh, 11 on offense, 11 on defense. Okay. So that's fair. I mean, like I said, almost all the teams I've talked to, they're, they're, they're shooting for 50, which is, a, you know, yes. basically a, yes. a security blanket, but it's it's yes. a struggle to you get to even 40. So. Yeah, you want some depth. You definitely want some depth, but uh, we'll see. We'll see where we are. All right, Coach, thank you for making the time. Uh, continue success in your high school realm, and then we, were look, we are going to look forward to the new-look Houston Heat for the WNFC season yes. 2020. So really appreciate you coming on. Thanks. And we'll, uh, like I said, chat in thank the future you. so we can figure out where you're at. But uh, congratulations no to you on your high school thing, and then we'll look forward to the, the Houston Heat in 2020. Yes, sir. I appreciate you having me, and uh, anytime. Have a great night, sir. You too. Bye-bye. Okay, guys, there you go. Uh, Coach Daryl Hobbs, former uh, NFL Oakland Raider. What an amazing talent he is. Then we have Laura Cantu, a longtime uh, legendary quarterback, IWFL, and various other leagues. And so uh, she's very durable, reliable, knowledgeable. Uh, She's going to be in the background now leading this co-ownership group. And so the Houston Heat didn't have such a great season the first year, as Coach Hobbs alluded here. This is a brand-new start for them. It's kind of like a revamp for them. This is a new team. Forget about 2019. Um, They have a goal, obviously, to be as competitive as possible with the Texas Elite Spartans, the champions, the nine-cup champions. And so that's a big hurdle, but at the same time, it is a measure. And if they can get to that level, obviously, it's going to be really good uh, football in Texas as North and South collide in the WNSC 2020 season. So that'll be very awesome to hear that. Um, so we're going to be talking pretty much WNFC 20, 2020. We're going to be talking WFA in the next uh, couple weeks here because we have a lot of teams in the off season now. And as we go to Christmas, it's really the off season for the WFA. The window between September and early March is when all WFA teams. So if you want to participate on any of the teams in the WFA, you go to WFAProFootball.com, WFAProFootball.com. There's a link to all the teams. If you are in a certain area, you can always go to Instagram or Facebook and just search uh, a team in that area, and you, it'll pop up. If you just put in the name of the, the city, nine times out of ten, it'll pop up. Otherwise, you can Google uh, women's, women's uh, football in your state or your zip code, and it'll come up on the Google search as well. So check it out, WFAProFootball.com. A lot of uh, teams still needing roster. If you want to participate, your former rugby player, your former athlete, uh, whatever, if you want the opportunity to play American football, then you get onto the site at WFAProFootball.com. We have tryouts for the w, uh, WNFC coming up here in October. Uh, you get the scoop there on at the hub at Facebook.com forward slash Gridiron Beauties, so you can check it out there. W, WNFCFootball.com, go to get the details there as well. There is obviously teams in your location. You might have to travel or you might have to make arrangements to get to that. So it's up to you there. The WFA, obviously the larger league has a lot more teams in closer proximities. So in a lot bigger Metro markets, so you might get uh, an easier opportunity there. So one of the two, uh, you're able to play American football. So try to check it out there. Um, We are going to be recapping some of the awesome games that happen in the national scene, but this coming up uh, in the events 
let me just uh, re- recap here. WFA Team United will be taking on MIFA Canada August 30th, this, co- this coming weekend, September 1st. So August 30th to September 1st, we are going to have coverage of the event, and that's part of global, uh, the global uh, network that we're with. So WFA Team United is a combination of a lot of WFA players on the roster, sort of similar to a uh, AFE type of environment, but not so much with the exclusive things that AFC, AFC does with charity and other uh, aspects of it. So this event here is more strictly football, football. So WFA Team United versus MIFA Canada. So USA versus Canada. You, want to, you don't want to miss that August 30th, September 1st. And then obviously the WFA, I'm sorry, WFLL draft happens this weekend. And we'll keep tabs on the Facebook site there as well and see how it turns out for the draft. And then we're having different drafts as what I'm told by the league ownership. Each city will have a draft. So it's not just a, a general NFL draft where everybody comes and they get drafted. So they're doing tryout, tryout combine-style tryouts. And based on those tryouts, they are selecting an average of 30 players, is my understanding. The 30 players will then be invited out of, you know, out of all the players at the tryouts and the combines in, in specific city. They will be invited as to the draft. So not every player is going to make it. So there's going to be certain a limited amount of players that will just be invited, and it's an invitation only. And the draft will be there. And my understanding is one player out of each draft will be offered a type of contract with a lot of money. So details are there. Like I said, we don't know about what's going to happen with the WFLA until it launches in 2020. But until then, everything that's coming out in press is what we're giving you information on. I've been trying to get uh, the CEO, Lupe Rose, to come on, and she's a busy lady, of course. So as soon as she can free up some time, we'll get her on the show, and, and we'll ask her some questions that you're interested in. Uh, if not, you can always go to their Facebook page at WFLA, uh, Women's Football League Association, and you can always direct message them there as well. So August 31st at the MGM in Vegas, we're looking at this uh, event to happen. And then WFA Team United against MIFA Canada. So that's going to be an exciting uh, time there up north as well. So we're uh, looking forward to see how that event turns out and who's going to win and whether it's going to be WFA, Team WFA or Team MIFA who's going to end up winning here. So it's, it, I'm excited to see what the outcome is. I know we have uh, one of our, uh, a couple of our Noja football athletes on the team, um, WFA team. So that's going to be awesome. And so uh, we'll see uh, how that turns out. And Tim, now we're even talking LFL uh, playoffs, and that happened in Ontario, and that was a big event uh, for the for the uh, LFL. Uh, different format this year than any other t- any other time, and so that was kind of interesting in that way. Um, you have the teams that it could pick a player from a playoff team, and so that was kind of unique and interesting in a way. Uh, to have a different type of player or a player that was a utility player that could help you, not just offensively, but maybe defensively as well, or special teams. So I was kind of excited to see that. So we had Anna Garza and for the uh, Austin Acoustics. And then we had, obviously, uh, Michelle Marshall on Atlanta as well. And there's a couple players from different, you know, different players from different teams that came about. But for the most part, 
that was the rostering that was happening. And so it was pretty nice to see uh, in terms of, you know, who was going to stand out. The, the results came out. So Seattle, we expected they were going to do great. And like I said, we're going to talk to Nate here in a couple minutes. But Seattle did pretty great. They, we already knew that they were going to be the top dogs here coming into the, uh, into the playoffs. Uh, we knew that Atlanta had a hurdle to, to go with. They had to get some sort of uh, momentum going early in order for them to stay toe-to-toe with them. Um, it was a somewhat close game at the beginning for the first quarter or so, and then Seattle kind of sort of ran away with it. So um, it was basically uh, the formatting to qualify for the Legends Cup. L.A. had not been in this position for a long, long time. So Atlanta really, um, against uh, Seattle, this is a, a rematch of the 2017 Legends Cup. It was anticipated to be potentially the game of the year. And literally that's what it was billed as in terms of the L- in the LFL world as we had Dakota Hughes taking on KK Matheny. And in, in the second game, it's Los Angeles Temptation with the home field advantage because they're playing at home, obviously. And so it was up against the Austin undefeated Austin Acoustic. What a great season so far out there in, um, in Austin that they had with all the talented uh, talents out there. Uh, Sandra Bills, uh, Chris Daniels. You had uh, Crystal Harris, Michelle Angel. I mean, there's a lot of talent on the acoustic. And then you added Anna Garza for the playoffs. So it was really exciting to see that. So after the injuries from a week 14 in the battle against Austin, the anticipation and from what we gathered from uh, Ashley Salerno on Instagram was this team was ready. This, this young team was hungry uh, with a, a bunch of vets that want to just get back to the, to the show. Um, we talk about, you know, Monique Axiola, you got Chelsea Hart, you got uh, Daniel Harvey. So there's a lot of veterans that still was some of the core there for LA. Uh, you add Mariah, Mariah um, Lopez and the Lopez sisters, and you add another a couple, couple pieces there that were already there, and you got a formidable opponent. So four of the league's five Hall of Fame inductees uh, were competing this past weekend on August 24th, and that was obviously Monique Axiola of The Temptation, Laura Ziegler of The Steam, Crystal Harris, of course, Chris Michelson, head coach of Seattle, all of them uh, going for, obviously, the Legends Cup uh, season 10, 10 to, to, to take care of, you know, to win the final. Uh, four of the league's most notable quarterbacks uh, also faced that weekend, and that was the intriguing part Coming into this into this tournament, the intriguing part was that you had you know Ashley Sarleno, KK Matheny, Dakota Hughes, uh, with a combined 21 postseason appearances. So you add Michelle Michelle Angel to the mix, and Michelle's played awesome for the last two years, including when she was on Seattle. And so it was Matheny versus the Hughes, Salerno versus uh, Michelle Angel, the rematch, um, and that was the interesting mix there for. Uh, the Austin Acoustic against the Los Angeles Temptation is the fact that, you know, the old veteran Salerno, the, the legendary quarterback against the up-and-coming Michelle Angels. So that was kind of the matchup there. Uh, notable greats, you know, it was Stevie Snore, of course. Uh, the return of Ann Earler this year, that was, you know, uh, I was surprised that she came back, but she was obviously able to play and she played at a high level and she, here she is in the Legends Cup. She would have thought that you had Ann Earler come back and she would be uh, going to the Legends Cup. That's really exciting right there all the way around. So uh, it's really interesting to do that. And so we'll see, uh, we'll see, you know, 
how exciting it is for her to sh- show up at Showhead Center and one step closer to a championship. Los Angeles is really looking for a championship. Uh, their new coaching staff, uh, as soon as uh, Coach uh, Tui left, they got a revamp and they had to get this, this, you know, this franchise back in place. Uh, Dina Wojcicki, uh, Megan Hansen, uh, they were on separate teams as well. So there's a lot of players that obviously want to go to the to the Legends Cup and and, and current future and Fall of Famers like Randall and Albert also. And unfortunately, you know, Allie's out. We talked to her a while back on our podcast, um, and so basically she's going to be there just in spirit and trying to root them on. But Jade Randall, I mean, that's a, just a shoe-in Hall of Famer, just no doubt there. She will be inducted into the LFL Hall of Fame and is just deserving as well at this point. Uh, KK Matheny and Salerno are both competing in hopes to become the first quarterback in league history to win three LFL championships. Salerno was the first to win two. Then you had uh, Heather Furr uh, match Salerno's two. And then Matheny joined the party in 2017 with her second as well. So uh, Matheny versus Salerno, very interesting in terms of, in terms of history for the LFL. One of them will be the best quarterback in league history as, as of September 7th. Whoever wins that game, the quarterback will be the best quarterback. It is a situation where Ashley has proven herself in the past. Matheny proven herself in the past. This is a duel. This is an awesome opportunity. And so coming into the game against um, Dakota Hughes, Dakota was in search of her first Legends Cup championship as well. Michelle Angel in the same fashion. She's won the championship as well, uh, but not as a quarterback, of course. But she she played defensively for the Miss in 2017. So she's already pretty much a champ at this point. So winning as a starting quarterback was really what everybody wanted to see, and it just couldn't happen. So uh, Saturday night, that's when it happened. You get to see it this weekend on the YouTube channel. Um, you get to see the opportunity to watch Seattle Miss against the Atlanta Steam and then the L.A. Temptation against the Houston, uh, the Austin Acoustic. I want to give a shout-out to uh, Toyota Arena, which uh, retweeted our stuff on Twitter, and really appreciate that. And we got a lot of buzz from it, a lot of exposure. Uh, really appreciate them making the effort to do that for us. Um, and it just basically was awesome uh, for them to do that for us. Kind of excited. All our crew was really stoked. And Toyota Arena is no joke. It's a really nice arena if you've ever been to Ontario great venue on there as well and so um, it works out that way as well so um, we'll see how that turns out so we we're not going to have the salty one in from what I'm heard now so she'll be back probably on a future podcast so unfortunately um, we won't have her but we'll be talking info preseason and as soon as uh, we get Nate Ward in here we're going to be talking uh, more of the extensively of the LFL stuff and so uh, LFL basically the focus right now we're going to be Talking Ladies Bowl in Germany coming up September 21st, and that's going to be the matchup. It's the Berlin Cobras will be taking on the winner of the Spread Card um, Scorpions and the Hamburg Amazons, and which you can watch this coming up uh, weekend. You can watch it on um, courtesy of Sport Dutchland TV, and we got the link there uh, at the hub at facebook.com forward slash Spread on Beauties. Then right after that, international. LFL Mexico City event, November 16th, 2019, LA versus Austin. And there's uh, the return that you're going to see that. 
So uh, Anna Garza, or I just talked to Anna about uh, what a couple hours ago. She will be in Mexico City. We're totally excited for her. Um, she's going to host this huge Legends Legends Football League event in Mexico City, representing her country, uh, everything else. So she's really totally hyped about it. And so uh, we're really excited for her as well um, in terms of getting her there and um, playing in front of – if you've ever been to the Mexico Arena, Mexico City Arena, it's, it's a huge arena there. And it has a lot of potential, and it's overwhelming and very popular in Mexico as well. So it's a, it's a great arena to play in. It's uh, it, They haven't been there in a long time. I think the last time they were there, they were playing um, all fantasy events there. So it was it was really nice um, to, to have her showcase that and go there now and kind of represent her country in a way because she's one of the elite players now in Legends Football League and probably the only Hispanic player in terms of you know being elite and so that's really awesome for her um so let me see if i can get nate i know nate was supposed to be running a little behind so let me just see if i can get him on and um see if he's kind of show up as well um the other event that's happening is international women's cup in honduras as it gets closer it's going to be march 12th through the 17th and that's in 2020 and then we talked to terrence haywood of the iwfa and so we talked to him about uh, the XFL versus the IWFA in March 2020. They were trying to finalize the dates at this point. So we'll, we'll figure that out as well. And then Transatlantic Tournament, uh, the Transatlantic Tournament is going to be September 3rd through the 7th next year. So you're going to see a big, big event just like you did at the Baffler. So let's see if we can bring in uh, our LSL, LSL insider, Nate Ward, in the house. Um, and see if he's on, he's on the phone here. Hey, Nate, are you on? I am here. Hey, Nate, uh, welcome. How are you doing today? Uh, doing well. How are you, Oscar? Doing great. Uh, Nate, no surprise, uh, your miss take care of business in a big way. They just, you know, steam not even close at this point. So we kind of expected that when we talked last about it. We already knew it was going to be a big challenge for Hughes and company. And so uh, it, it, it is what it is. So they get to, uh, you know, fight for the championship, the Legends Cup. And it's kind of interesting because we, are, we have Salerno, Matheny, and they're all pretty much tied in terms of wins. And whoever wins, obviously, will be elevated to, um, you know, a bigger status in terms of the LFL history books. Yeah, uh, I mean – I, I thought from from what I saw and what I heard, it was uh, uh, what we would say a um, a eventful Saturday night. Um, certainly one of the more eventful playoffs we had, and we knew that coming in. I think when we look at the the games, yeah, against Seattle and Atlanta, it was to be expected. Seattle came in ready to get that uh, that win from the regular season back, and then I mean. Obviously, L.A. was um, not favored in any manner, and they they came to show up for the the hometown crowd. And uh, this will be a very uh, a very back and forth, very well fought uh, Legends Cup. It'll be different, obviously, because of the the rankings. The fact it's two Western Conference teams, but like you said, two uh, elite quarterbacks, and whoever wins will have uh, breaking definitive breaking rights in this league. Uh, Nate, I was thinking to myself uh, this this week, and I was talking to a couple of friends, and 
then I'm thinking to myself, uh, Mitchell was forced to do this because it would give him the best hype of opportunity for the championship, right? Because the other way around, you probably had what you had in Ontario right now, which is you probably would have had Seattle versus Atlanta, and that wouldn't have been a, a, such a classic duel as Matheny and Salerno. Yeah, I, I I think I think it, um, you're you're spot on on that. It's the biggest type, and I think the other part of it is, and somebody somebody pointed this out in an article um, a, a couple years ago when the the um, the Eastern Western Conference playoffs were in Chicago, and then the Legends Cup was in Seattle. That it almost seemed like it was also a financial standpoint that you know one one team that being the the mist would be automatically home, and it would cost less financially to have the uh the the home team there as opposed to flying in two teams and i think i think it's maybe a little bit of both uh just knowing knowing mitch and knowing the the things you talked about before with 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 the league i i see it as both uh hype and finance yeah i think the venue is fine i mean it's fanfare it's uh they've done well so on a business from the business side of things, I think it makes a lot of sense, right? You have a lot of networking. The the, the facility probably likes the you know the information, everything. You, you're going to get some fanfare. And Seattle has always been a city to get behind their teams, you know, whether it be the Sounders or the Seahawks and everybody else. So this is a great opportunity for fanfare too to hold a championship. And and so it you know in terms of business sense, this makes more sense. <clears throat> Yeah, no. Uh, Seattle has never been one to, to to let down in in any uh, for any team, any sport. Um, and the the mist have been no exception. Uh, the numbers have probably dropped since the, the the beginning, but there's still been that that feeling when you sit in there. There's that feeling of fullness and that feeling of participation that you would see, you know, at a Sounders game, at a Seahawks game, um, at a Thunderbirds game. Even you know, we see that kind of a kind of a crowd there because they both share the same venue um and i know um i know the city loves having the the ladies there i know the um the building loves having the 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 tenant um activity there and uh yeah it should be it should be big i'm expecting that it'll be a lot a lot fuller than normal you know having um those those fans coming up from los angeles and probably those new fans that I've never seen a Legends game before. Probably heard of it. Haven't made it out to there. It's uh, it's one of those games that if you're gonna you're gonna get your your opening experience or even your I don't know twentieth thirtieth experience, it's uh, it's the game to do it. Well, I can tell you right now, I'm pretty excited today because we announced today we had um, Stacy Jackman come on board to promote our No Joke Football brand. So I was really really hyped about that. Um, so I really appreciate Stacy making that effort for us and bringing awareness to the sport so really hyped there and she's going obviously and she's excited for uh i believe another cup so she's played on this team for a long time so she's own only been used to winning technically right nate yeah yeah very much so um nothing <laughs> nothing but a winner into here um because i was having i was having technical difficulties trying to get in but i'm on now um to hear that she's joining no joke football and helping to promote that. That's a, that's a huge step up, you know, having nothing but a winner and hopefully, uh, you know, 
hopefully that'll continue. But like I said, it's going to be, it's going to be uh, an uphill climb for both teams. Uh, somebody's going to have to come out on top and somebody's going to have to lose, but it'll be a, it'll be a thrill to see what, um, what each team brings out and who brings out the best. In All right. This weekend, LFL YouTube channel, uh, we're going to get to watch the LFL playoffs, 2019 LFL playoffs. That'll be Seattle miss taking on Atlanta steam, Los Angeles temptation, taking on the Austin acoustic, uh, Nate, from what I gathered from my notes and from people that were in the stands, uh, Seattle wins 38-14. It was really only one competitive quarter from Atlanta or so. The rest of the time, it was just missed football. So that's that's what you're going to see probably on on this Saturday. Yeah, I wouldn't be. Um... Yeah, I, I like I said, I, I can't say I'm I'm surprised. You know, after the 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 floods and the miscues um, in the the regular season matchup, Seattle was definitely going in looking to to um, avenge that loss. And that's not that's not the whole thing back against Atlanta. I mean, they they were coming in to you know try to get past the the one hurdle that's um, eluded them for how many years now um and but it you know when chris michelson's at the helm and he's got you know a full roster of power it it's it's game over for anybody we've seen that in two legends cups we've seen that in multiple playoffs and i mean maybe one two regular seasons he's been at the helm there's been there's been some some turbulence but otherwise it's been you know nothing but victory for the the the, the Northwest and at the expense of teams that have, you know, dominated in their own right, but just don't have what it takes to, to get past that, that, um, what do you say, that playoff caliber status that, that Chris Michelson has, uh, has put together in that squad. So, um, Nate, I'll just be blunt. Do you think Atlanta got screwed with the new format? Because if, if they, if they were, they were, they would have probably had to face Nashville. And they might have lost to Nashville in, in the scenario, or they could have won versus Nashville, and they would have been in Seattle. You know what I mean? On the other side, the way the pro, the program was, it it would have been Seattle, Austin in Ontario, right, for the right to the Legends Cup, and we probably would have had the same result that we have now in terms of Seattle being, you know, there. But do you feel like maybe Atlanta got screwed accidentally with this new format? Yeah, I think. Um... I think we would definitely see the same thing with, with Seattle. I think in terms of Atlanta, I, I think with what we were seeing in in Nashville, even if they made the playoffs, I think I think uh, Atlanta would have would have had a, a a step up on them. So I, de- I definitely think with the the new rankings, I think it it gave us some unique matchups, but it also kind of fed you know it, talking specifically Atlanta. I think it fed them fed them to the wolves, but I, I think if it had been rearranged any other way, I don't, I mean, I see maybe Austin being them. I still can't say that I would have had confidence in Los Angeles overcoming Atlanta if they had faced them or even if they were in that picture. But if we had, had an Eastern conference matchup against Nashville, Atlanta most likely comes out on top. Nate, do you think Salerno feels disrespected right now? Cause she's obviously, you know, when she got beat by uh, Angel, and all of a sudden they had injuries, of course. And now this time around they, they had a full squad. Everything was going great. And they they basically edge 
the acoustic on a interception late in the quarter, about three minutes left. You'll get to watch it on the YouTube channel at the Legends Football League on YouTube. But a close game, very competitive. Uh, this, I think this was more pressure for her to win than it was for Angel in a way, even though Angel does put a lot of pressure on herself to win. But uh, I think it most well for her because now she returns and we get a matchup where these two quarterbacks basically are tied in terms of championships. So interesting storyline to go into Legends Cup. I think uh, in terms of disrespected, I think it would have been the, the overall uh, the, the overall standpoint that you had nobody with any confidence in Los Angeles. And I think, you know, Salerno, I, I think it goes two ways. I think, one, it's the feeling of being disrespected, but I think at the same time it's also using it as fuel, and I think we saw that in the game. Obviously it came down to a few key plays and a few key uh, slip-ups by Austin. Otherwise they probably have it. But I think, you know, they they – came out there with the, the goal of, uh, especially Salerno came out there with the, the goal of, you know what, we've got nobody on our back except maybe our hometown fans. We, you know, we, we have something to prove. We have something to, 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 to show that we, we deserve to be here, that it wasn't a flub, that just because of the new format, format, we magically ended up here, that we, we earned our way here. We, you know, clawed and clutched our way back. You know, new coaching staff. Um, I did see that that Tui was there to support the team, and I thought that was that was cool for him to to be there to to hang him onto the finish line. Um, so all the stuff that came through for the regular season, I I I would be more than disrespected. I would be full on hurt and scarred that nobody had confidence in me and to come out and perform the way that that she did. I would say that was uh, you know. Vindication, kind of chip on, on her part, kind of chip on her shoulder, game. kind of chip on her shoulder yeah, in a way, right? Definitely. I mean, she just use it as a fuel, and we know what she's capable of, you know, given her history. And when she gets on fire, uh, she's, you know, she puts on no different than what her name is, you know, the snake. When she gets on fire, and she gets a, a, you know, good receiver, good mix, all that. She is very hard to beat. Uh, Matheny, on the other hand, has so many weapons. And the line covers her for so well, and she's somewhat mobile. Uh, so the challenge, I think, will be, you know, who's going to obviously outscore each other because they're both potent offenses. Um, the Miss have a lot more weapons in terms of speed that I can see. Um, Los Angeles is a lot more conservative in a way, so I don't know what the coaching staff's going to do. You know, we know what Michaels is going to do. Obviously, he's going to throw probably all the book and see what they can combat. So it's going to be an interesting uh, Legends Cup. It'll be probably one of the uh, one of the most epic ones I think we've had in recent history, and that's that's even saying with the fact that we have a a, a veteran uh, head coach in Chris Michelson going against a um, an untested but proving itself coaching staff in LA. Who would have thought Drory uh, Drory would be the uh... <laughs> the next coach to to put LA on the map in a championship game, right? You would have never thought that two years ago. Oh, you would have never imagined it. Uh, in in certainly in this lifetime and in any scenario you could have ever thought of, would this LA temptation have ever been in there? But 
look at him now. It's it, it's it's amazing and it's cool at the same time. Yeah, so it's we're looking at right now a duel of Salerno to Matheny uh, to who will win three and go into the history books in Legends Football League as a top historical quarterback. So um, it's going to be a great duel there. Two veteran quarterbacks uh, at, at that, and I think that's the exciting part that we want to watch. Two veteran quarterbacks. Uh, we have veteran leadership in Seattle, veteran coaches have in Seattle. We have a veteran leader in L.A., but we also have young talent around that and obviously the inexperienced coaching staff as well. So big upset, Nate, you think, if uh, Drury can upset Michelson, that would be a big upset in the history books. Now, that would drop the history books on its head. Everything, I think, at this point, if you're looking at at a team as a whole, because uh, quarterback to quarterback, it, it's an even playing field. You can't, at this at this point until game time, you can't pick one over the other. If you're looking at overall team, Michelson and the Mist have it over L.A., so it would definitely be, it would be, as they say, an upset for the ages. And I honestly would be all for seeing that happen. I'd be all for seeing history in person. Oh, yeah. So Nate's going to be there live at the Shower Center. And so, Nate, are you going to be tweeting? Are you going to be, what are you going to be, what format are you going to be using? Instagram? What are you going to be doing? I will be, I will be across Instagram and Facebook. So Facebook, Instagram. Okay, so as we get closer, uh, Nate, what's the handle? Is it your name? What's the handle on the Instagram for fans as we get closer? Um, my Instagram. Let me bring it up here. Uh, my my Facebook is it's just my my name as as everybody's heard it on here. Uh, and Nate Ward. Nate Ward. And then. Instagram is the same thing. Let me make sure I can get my handle for you all. So that'll work. Log in here. So we will link it. uh, We'll link it on the. We'll link it at the hub as soon as we get closer to uh, Legends Cup, and we'll link it at the hub so you can follow Nate as as live as you can while he's at the Shower Center. What was that, Nate? Uh, NateDog007 uh, is where I can be found on Instagram. Uh, follow okay, me cool. uh, closer to game time, and uh, you can definitely look along. I don't know much right now, but if you send me a follow, um, I will gladly accept, and you can follow along during the game, I'll be there along with my, my wife and a few others, and we'll get some in-game footage and well, updates. Uh, Big, Lou is, Big Lou is hyping everything up right now, so it'll be you and Big Lou probably doing the thing. So Big Lou's going to be on there, too. Big Lou 66, I think, is on Instagram. So he's he's already looking forward to, to yeah. the event as well. So that'll be awesome to see him out there as well. Yeah, it'll be a blast. All right, Nate, so anticipation for this weekend to watch, obviously, the games. Uh, we got the scores ahead of time. Um, so Seattle should – if you'll get to watch Seattle win 38-14 on Legends Football League versus Atlanta. And then the Los Angeles Temptation edge, the Austin Acoustic uh, in Ontario, 
what an amazing game that happened there. So you get to watch the second game, more of a duel and more of, an, more of a, a clash, and we expected it. And we said about how, you know, Ashley was not going to go down twice, and there you are. should not go down twice. Yeah, and um, one thing I would like to note, uh, it's and it's it's been a format for years. Actually, it'll be, if it holds true to form, it'll be uh, Seattle and Atlanta this weekend, and then um, Los Angeles, Austin the same weekend as Legends Cup. They tend to spread it out over the, the two weeks. One game gets the bye week, and then the second game gets the following week. No, right, exactly. So this weekend we have game one which is Seattle, Atlanta, then the weekend of Legends Cup, it will be uh, Los Angeles versus Austin. And I believe it's, I want to say, what is it, the 15th? I want to say September 15th is when you'll have uh-huh. Legends Cup uh, on YouTube. So it's usually how it works. So yeah. it's a, a easier yeah, one-week tape delay. So that, we're looking forward to that, middle of September as well. And then November 16th, Nate, a uh, big Big time. I know Anna Garza, I talked to her a couple hours ago. She's totally buzzed and excited to be in Mexico City for the uh, LFL Mexico event November 16th. So L.A. versus Austin. And I, I, you know, Salerno is also excited to go there. All the Temptations are excited to go there, including Austin. So it's going to be a huge event in Mexico City. And I would imagine that L.A. would love to be uh, bringing a Legends Cup with them down the south of the border. I would imagine, too. I mean, that would be nice to go to Mexico and as champs and show up at the uh, Mexico Arena. I mean, that's like uh, I'm estimated to be roughly over, I think, 30,000 or more fans in that arena. So I'm assuming they'll, they'll pack it. The anticipation's there. Well, anytime you can get more exposure to to the the league and to to um, what they do and how amazing these athletes are is huge steps in the right direction. And it looks like it'll be fun. I, I like how it's a lot different from what they've done in the past with the all fantasy game instead of going with uh, with two uh, two teams battling out in a showcase game. Um, I'm excited to see what that brings. So Nate. Um... The anticipation there, uh, Hughes. You think she retires again? Is it done? Do you think you think uh, Dakota's done? Because I know she came back, but she said she was done, and then also she came back. So do you think this is it? The nail in the coffin? I mean, I don't want to say that she sounded like Brett Favre, but um, you know, uh, after after this and after coming so close so many times, I, I think with um, you know. I, I, I honestly can't say one way or the other. I'd say that, you know, she, she's so we'll wait. this. Yeah. We're going to wait. wait. She's, she's not gonna, we'll wait for the Andrew Luck announcement from Dakota Hughes. Yeah, exactly. That's it. That's it. The Andrew Luck announcement from Dakota Hughes. That'll work. I, I, was, I felt bad for him. Did you, did you see that, Nate? I was like, I felt bad for Andrew. I mean, I, I, I understand you're a fan and, you know, fans and all that stuff, but. Uh, did he make the wrong call, Nate, do you think, in general? I mean, he could have done that decision maybe in, before the OTAs if he really felt like he wasn't going to go. I think the fans were more upset that we're like, you know, two weeks uh, uh, before the season starts and he decides that he's not not capable of going anymore. So I, I really think that maybe led to the booze more than anything. 
Yeah, no, I, I definitely think so. And I think at the same time, you know, when, when the news comes out that, you know, management is known for two weeks and that's like valuable time that people are, you know, they're, they're invested and, you know, you're, yep. you're talking about two weeks between early, early in preseason and getting close to regular season and for them to drop that bombshell after hanging on to it for that long, I'd be ticked, but I wouldn't take it out on him. It was his decision, his body and his time. I think I'd be taking it out more on the organization than I would the person. So you think the booze were more for the Colts organization at this point and not so much for him? Oh, Definitely. You're sitting on big news that long, and you're getting closer to the regular season instead of talking about it like early in the season. Yeah. Somebody told me that how can an NFL team be that greedy? You know what I mean? You're, is it for ticket sales? Do you think they kept it that way just for ticket sales? You know, more people are anticipating, oh, by the way, you know, I will buy my tickets because I got Andrew Luck coming back. I, I just I don't understand why the management would do that if they, if they knew about it 10 days in advance. Wow. I wouldn't hold it against them for ticket sales and just to see how long they can, you know, they they can milk the, the luck train before they, you know, drop the bombshell. Yeah. And I, I don't I don't think I don't think that's fair to I don't think it's fair to the fans and I especially don't think it's fair to him after everything that he's done for that organization. Yeah, I mean after the shoulder injury, I even question whether he was capable of coming back because that's a big injury. Oh, and yeah. that's something life changing you know what I mean you just don't you rehab it sure but as a football player if you come back and you get re-injured it, it, it is a li- lifelong lingering injury it's an acute injury or it's it's you know what I mean it's, it's gonna it's gonna be with you for a long long time it's it's something that'll come back to haunt you if um if you re-aggravate it right I, I think he made the right decision I don't blame him uh you know because I'm more of a level-headed guy anyways so I'm not going to boo his decision because I think physicality is a, a lot more important than you know playing the game in itself and you you think about the upbringing you know from peewee all the way to high school to college up to now how much beating an individual takes and you get to the highest level and you probably get more beat down here than you do anywhere else and so you know the the mental aspect of it I think plays a big part of it and at some point you might end up getting depressed. I mean, how many times you had, you know, I've had injuries before where, you know, it's an ankle sprain and you can't do normal things. So imagine, you know, a uh, bruised kidney, imagine a, you know, all these other injuries that he was, he was having uh, the acute pain over time. And so at some point your decision is easily made, not just by you, but, but your body in itself. Yeah. I remember, um, the 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 biggest thing I ever heard the, that gives an insight into what it's like to being on an in, in NFL field was there's a, a former New York Giant I can't think of his name but he came to my uh, middle school as a uh, motivational speaker and he was saying that you know it was his body and the wear down that had forced him to make the decision to to retire and continue to enjoy his life and I asked him after I said. You know, I said, I, I see a lot of what goes on on TV, and I hear a lot of people complain that, you know, this person should have been able to throw the ball like this or should have hung on to the ball. I said, what's what's the one insight you can give into what it's like to being an NFL player and why those decisions are made either early on in the career or after you've made so many certain accomplishments? And he said, well, 
the best way to describe it is you're getting hit by a moving brick wall. And he said, in in that sense, it's more than it's more than getting hit by a car. It's like you are, you know, you're getting driven into, you know, he goes, it looks like grass and it is grass, but it's, it's rock solid underneath. And he said, there's way too many points. And he was hoping at that point that safety would evolve and it obviously has, but we're still not to the point yet where, you know, you're impenetrable to every injury there is out there. And unfortunately with cases like Andrew Luck, there's still injuries that, they will it will pull you from a dream career earlier on than you anticipate. Yeah, and I think it's a wise move for him. He's got financial security. Um, he has to think of his health to recover, and it's going to take seasons for him to recover. It's not going to just take one year or two. But I'm talking about mental state as well. And you get it's a yeah. transition for him now. Probably more difficult than anything is the transition because you go from this environment that you're used to hanging out with every Sunday and now you got no Sundays. So it's really a transition period for him. So I wish him well. That's my only thing. I just think, you know, the fans booing him. Uh, I think it's, you know, it, it warrants more of a boo for the organization than it does for him. Cause I think he made the right decision for himself uh, in terms of, you know, his health and his family and everything else. So bottom line is uh, longevity in this, in the uh, NFL is not really, you know, the key because there's nobody that lasts, unless you're a quarterback with a good system or you're good coaching staff, you might last longer like Tom Brady has, you know, but the right. majority of the player, the lifespan is probably under five years. Uh, and if it's even less, if you get some sort of major injury. Yeah. I, I wish him the best of luck and that, that, that mental, mental aspect of it. It's going to take, uh, could take a few seasons and those saying that, you know, he's just going to pop up in the XFL. Yeah. <laughs> you can squash that very quickly unless he decides to coach. He's in a mental state to do that. And I don't see that happening either. No, I, I don't think, I think he's, I think he's already made his choice and there's no reason for him not to, you know, to show up somewhere else. It's just, that that would not be good for him. Right. Um, well, I'm, I'm looking forward to this weekend. We have Seattle, your Seattle miss, Nate, taking on the Atlanta steam, Dakota Hughes, KK Matheny. We are going to see probably a really good, shootout offensive, offensive game as well from your miss, as usual, Jay Randall. And if you missed it, go to the hub. Kiara Williams uh, highlighted by Jay Randall on her amazing uh, plays. So check it out on Tuesday Touchdown at the hub at facebook.com forward slash create iron beauties. All right, Nate, we'll touch base next week as we recap, uh, figure out the, you know, the, the Seattle-Atlanta game, and then we'll jump into the L.A. Austin game uh, as the next Tuesday after that and as we start previewing Legends Cup on September 7th, which will be next week. Uh, anticipation there. So, Nate, I will tell you right now, I don't want to go against you, but being a California guy, uh, the snake, I got to I gotta root with, I got to run with the snake, so we'll, we'll be from pretty much rivals as of next Tuesday. No, no worries. Like I said, I, I, I would love nothing more than to, to see history happen while it's my hometown missed. I, I see Ashley coming in and, uh, uh, my, my, my prediction, my hope would be is that LA walks out of there. I know it's going to be a shock, but I see LA, uh, pulling this out. All right. So if you're the referee, everybody's got a fair chance to play a good game, but I don't know what the referee crew is going to look like. <laughs> 
if this is the crew I'm thinking of that has done insurmountable Seattle games, it's it's gonna be rough. I can't say how rough, but I get a feeling that I will probably have a few comments about it on the post Legends Cup show. Well, if you if you uh, if you're inclined to pull a Michaelson on Instagram, more than happy you'll be you'll be made famous at some point. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, if you go if you go uh, all Michaelson on Instagram, at some point somebody's going to go viral. It's going to go viral. <laughs> so you'll be famous for just <laughs> griping about the refs. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Crappy refs. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, just okay. don't tell anybody you're a ref because these other refs are going to probably no. come after you. Right. <laughs> no kidding. And yeah. I'm, no, I'm ready big... for my season to start too. I'm, you know, I'm ready to get back out on the field and, uh, you know, freshen up on, on, on my rules and on the, the oh, levels yeah. I do. So, yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be fun to, to, to learn, um, what to do and what not to do in a uh, championship game now that I'm, you know, fully in the mindset of understanding how an official works and then translating that into uh, into what I do from youth on to semi-pro. <laughs> so it'll be great. So this weekend, LFL uh, YouTube channel, you get the um, Seattle Miss taking on the Atlanta Steam. It was a 38-14 to 14 ru- sort of route. Uh, you'll get to see it there and so check it out there. And then uh, next week, the week after, which is the next Saturday after, which is September 7th, as Nate alluded to here, Los Angeles taking on Austin Acoustic. And September 15th is when we will see the replay of the uh, Legends Cup from Shower Center. Stay up to date on everything that's going on in the women's game, including the LFL. Check it out at the hub at facebook.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Gridiron Beauty. You can also follow us on Instagram at Gridiron Beauties. Check out the awesome Instagram gallery at Instagram.com forward slash gridironbeauties. So, Nate, thanks again for coming in. Looking forward to next Tuesday as we talk about the Seattle-Atlanta uh, matchup more in depth in terms of what plays were happening, who did what. And then we'll dive into Los Angeles versus um, Austin as well. So, thanks for coming in. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's a pleasure, and uh, I'm excited. The the tensions uh, the tensions that at peak right now. I can't wait. All right, have a great night, Nate. Appreciate it. You too. Thanks, Oscar. All right, guys, and uh, was LFL insider Nate Ward, and he will be live at Legends Cup on September 7th via Instagram. We'll put his link up on our uh, at the hub at Facebook.com, so you can actually go to Instagram and follow him. Live from Legends Cup, LFL insider Nate Ward. And we look forward to this weekend, as we just said. Uh, it's going to be um, K.K. Matheny taking on Dakota Hughes uh, on the YouTube channel. You get the link there as soon as it gets uploaded from LFL. Um, so we'll, we'll dive into that as well. So let's talk about international news. Uh, McKenzie's not going to make it today, but we'll talk about the international news tonight. And internationally, um, we go into the exciting times that are happening over in Europe because we have uh, the Finland semifinals that happened this weekend. And that was, uh, let me get my notes here, and there it is. So in Europe, in Finland, the Maple League, uh, it was basically uh, the Wolverines 66-6 to 6 
against the Cuopo Steelers. Um, it's 40 to 46 at halftime. So obviously the Wolverines own this. Uh, the combination of Kosinen uh, and Tianian, uh, Spruce and uh, Pajunian and Mario uh, Martola. Uh, so just a, just a bunch of players uh, started off really really fast. Five plays, 29 yards, about a minute 17, and they score. That was Kosinen, uh, 10-yard pass from quarterback Tianian. And then uh, right after that, you had Spurce uh, with a 25-yard run in the first quarter. Then Kosinen, once again, 15-yard pass from uh, from Kosinen again. And then you also had two plays, 37 yards there. Uh, and then Spurce, once again, in the second second quarter. And then you have uh, Kosinen, t- one-yard touchdown with this Sapala uh, uh, kick that failed. And then you went back to Pajonin, eight-yard pass from Kolomanian. And then you had Martola. So the Wolverines just on fire in terms of the game and the score obviously reflects that. And they are going to the Maple Bowl, and that's going to be on September 1st. And they're they're going to be going up against the very tough and gritty uh, team that is uh, the Valkyries. And this is a big-time moment for the Valkyries, Russia's only team representative that plays overseas in the Maple League, one of the toughest leagues in the world. And so the Valkyries started off uh, with uh, being shorthanded at the beginning, 8-0. Turco took uh, Leah Kozla, former Indy Crash WFA All-Star. She gets it on the board, 13-yard run, and then you get the uh, 8-0 to um, advantage in the first quarter. Then in the second quarter, it was all Valkyries. Uh, Praskovitova, 11 yards. Uh, Torres, the pass from Praskovitova. Uh, Torres, eight-yard pass from uh, Praskovitova, and then at the at the 8:40 mark, Lebedeva, 10-yard pass from Praskovitova, and then uh, in the fourth quarter, no score in the third. It was really tough. No, in the, in the fourth quarter, Trojans did outscore uh, the Valkyries 14 to six, but they end up winning 20-22 as Ledeva, a five-yard pass from Pros- uh, Praskovitova, and uh, Hanakonian, uh, three yards, uh, rush for the, um, the Turku, uh, Trojans. And so Turku falls 20-22. They, uh, end their season and the Valkyries will face two-time champion of the Maple League. That is the Helsinki Wolverines. And that will be the matchup for the final. And that's going to be in, uh, MUP stadium in Vanta coming up on September. So we're going to get the uh, link and everything there as soon as it's posted. So that's what's happening in the Finland game in Finland as the Maple League Championship is now set. It's going to be Maple Bowl 2019, September 1st, and it's going to be at MUP Stadium in Vanta. Wolverines take on St. Petersburg's Valkyries. So really exciting times there. The other action happened in Australia. And as we go to Australia, I'll give a shout-out to Christy Moran and Lauren Evans, uh, two victories for them, our Nordic football athletes in Australia. And so uh, week two, which is round two, nobody, uh, none of the women's games were played on week one. So basically this is technically their week one, but it, technically it's week two in terms of the gridiron schedule and the fixture. Uh, so it was August 24th, Bayside Ravens. You can get to watch it at the hub 
at facebook.com from live Brisbane. Go to the hub at facebook.com and get to watch the live uh, matchup between the champion, Bayside Ravens. Uh, they win 22-6 to against the Thunder. You get to see Cassie Cubis and company there, as well as uh, Christy Moran. And so the Ravens versus the Thunder live stream via live Brisbane. Go to the, uh, the hub at facebook.com, 22-6. So Ravens 1-0, Thunder fall to 0-1. Gold Coast Stingrays with our other Nerdy football athlete, Lauren Evans, 52-0. to And she had just a field day against the Morriton uh, Bay Raptors. And so uh, thank you for touchdown photography out there for giving us the photos of the Gold Coast Stingrays and the Morriton Raptors. Go to the hub. You can get the photos there as well, 52-0. to so uh, Morton falls to 0-1 on the season, and Gold Coast Stingrays go to 1-0 on the on the slate. And week three, or round three, but it's technically week two, so I'm just going to stick to week three at this point. Week three, August 31st, we got Bayside Ravens 1-0, taking on the Morton Raptors. Hopefully Morton uh, doesn't give us another donut. These girls got to step up. They're facing the best team in Gridiron Queensland the last two seasons. And I just don't see that they're going to overcome. So at this point, I wish them well. And it may be just a teaching moment for them to stay competitive with a top-notch team that is Bayside Ravens. Uh, the Thunder coming off that loss, 22-6 to to uh, Bayside, will be facing, obviously, the red-hot Gold Coast Stingrays, which put up 52 to, uh, against Raptors. We'll see how competitive between them two this game will be. So that's the matchup that's going to happen in Gridiron, Queensland. And it's going to be this coming weekend. Ravens 1-0 versus Raptors 0-1. Thunder 0-1 versus Stingrays 1-0. So it'll be an exciting matchup there. The other matchups is Gridiron, New South Wales. Um, and that my notes here, let's see here. There they are right here. Gridiron, New South Wales. Um, so August 24th, that was week one. The champion Sydney Lions win 44-0 against the Utah, I mean, the UTS Gators. And, and then the UNSW Raiders, the return of the UNSW Raiders with our other Anoja football athlete, uh, Rachel Hahn, out there in, um, in Great uh, Island, New South Wales. So uh, the Raiders fall 22-8 to to the Sydney Rebels. Rebels uh, last year finished really strong, very competitive team, made a big difference this year, just just – they're leaving off where they where they left. I mean, they're where they left off. They're coming on where they left off. Really exciting for them. So it's a good program. They're building and building the last two seasons, and it's showing here. So they put up 24. I mean, up 22 to eight against the UNSC uh, Raiders. And Raiders are kind of like a split between the Lions and the Raiders. So maybe there's a factor there in terms of growth for the Raiders. Uh, Raiders usually top notch in terms of history in the league. Now, because of the divide between City Lions and the Raiders, that could have been a roster factor, and that could be the difference why the Raiders are not as competitive this season around. But we'll see. It's only week one, so we'll see if they turn it around. Uh, the Neopon Ducks, the new new teams, and the Central Coast Sharks. Uh, so the Central Coast Sharks win 24-14 to against the Neopon Ducks. So brand-new teams in the league this year. Normally it's a 14 league. Now it's a 16 league. Uh, the bye week went to the Central West Giants. Uh, so week two, August 31st, we're going to keep tabs on it. Central West Giants will be taking on the champs, Sydney Lions. So 0-0 for the Giants, 
taking on the 1-0 and champions who are just coming off that big 44-0 shutout of UTS. Uh, Neopun Ducks taking on the UNSW Raiders, a, a battle of two uh, winless teams so far in the season. So we're looking at UNSW coming off that 22-8 to lo- uh, loss to the, to the Rebels, and the Ducks coming off that 24-14 uh, loss to the Central Coast Sharks. So one team will win in week two, and who will be the Ducks or will be the, uh, the uh, Raiders who rebound to get the win here? Uh, shout out to Stacy Spear and SportsContent.org for all the amazing things they're doing, uh, spotlighting the uh, women of Australia uh, in all the leagues. And as at Gridiron it hits up, and as Gridiron West kicks off, we'll keep tabs on that. And everything that you need to know, you can go to the hub at Facebook.com forward slash Gridiron Beauties. Check it out there. Everything that's happening in the women's game, right there. Articles, videos, and everything else in terms of what's happening in the game, go there at facebook.com. Thanks everybody for sharing. We're almost at 7,200 in terms of followers. We're about 7,150 for likes. So share our contents and invite your friends. Uh, Let them know that women do play American football and they play it at a high level and they just don't play in the U.S. They play it everywhere in Europe, Guam, Australia, North America, South America. And we are the best network on the planet covering everything so myself plus all the amazing people that work behind the scenes with us that network with us that are passionate about bringing attention to women's american football that's where it's at at the hub at facebook.com or slash grand beauties and uh ladies of uh, football germany shout out to them keeping tabs on us we will also keep tabs on the brazil uh, league that's come the brazilian league is going to uh be in action once again, and as uh, everything gets uploaded from the Brazilian League out there, we will also keep you in the know in terms of what's happening there at the uh, Liga BFA for the Women's League in uh, Brazil. So it's pretty awesome um, to hear that as well. Um, go to the uh, No Joke Football Shop and just get something there. It's 15% off. Use Zazzle Thanks, Zazzle Thanks, and you get 15% off. So go support our project. It is a project that supports amazing women that play American football, and uh, their on-field play is no joke, and that's what our brand stands for, no joke football. Thanks to Zazzle for supporting us for almost six years. Uh, Without Zazzle, this podcast would not be possible and would not be on the air, spotlighting the amazing talents and uh, awesome coaches and awesome legends in this sport in terms of interviews and everything else. So support the cause. Go to the no joke football uh, shop at Zazzle.com forward slash Great on Beauties. And then you can check out and get a uh, discount with the code Zazzle Thanks. If you're in the U.S., you can subscribe at Zazzle for Zazzle Black for about $10 and get free shipping. If you're international, not a problem. So all of you in Europe that are listening to us, we really appreciate it. Everybody in Australia, Mexico, and everywhere else, we really appreciate you guys sharing our podcast and really giving us the attention that it needs. And so if you guys want to buy something from our shop, not a big deal. Zazzle does have international shops for us as well. So you go to Zazzle.com for slash Grand Beauties, and then you go down to the tab. It says Worldwide Tab for Sites. Click on the site, and then you go to your country code, and you you get us there as well. So thanks for helping us out. I really appreciate it. So thanks for uh, Daryl Hobbs coming in today from the Houston Heat. Uh, Coach Daryl Hobbs, former uh, Raider, NFL Raider. And he's done a great job in high school. He's done a great job in every level of football. And now his task and his mission is to take on the 
WNFC 2020 schedule and see how successful he will be with the uh, revamped Houston Heat. We also talked to co-owner uh, Laura Cantu, longtime uh, quarterback of this uh, sport, legendary quarterback in the IWFL, as well as with the Houston uh, Energy. And so she is excited to get going in terms of the administration to promote the Heat and get the Heat on the map for 2020 in the WNFC. Uh, don't forget the draft, WFLA draft, will happen this weekend, August 31st. Interesting to see who will be the first contracted player out of all the 30 that were invited. So we'll see how that turns out there uh, in terms of how things are going to work out for that player itself. And then we're going to have the matchup this uh, coming up in uh, Germany that we talked about, Stuttgart uh, Hamburg. It's, uh, it's going to happen. So uh, we'll see. It's going to be uh, courtesy live stream of Sport Dutchland. And so we have a link there at the hub at facebook.com. The goal, obviously, after this weekend is going to be the Ladies Bowl 28 in Berlin, and that's going to be September 21st, 2019. So all looking forward to everything that's happening in the women's game. You can find it right there at the hub at facebook.com. So everybody that has gone to our Apple podcast site and link, if you don't know what we're all about, go to Google and just Google Gridiron Beauties, and you'll know what we're all about. Uh, great iron beauties on google on yahoo everywhere else and check it out you get the podcast links there you get our facebook link there you get everything that's happening there our twitter link and everything uh we are the best network on the planet and we're proud to say that covering the sport wall to wall every week uh weekly and we stay on top of everything as much as we can on the facebook page at the hub at facebook.com go to our twitter feed and you get daily tips nfl news as well as you get everything that's happening in the women's game as well. So uh, for my absent co-hosts, uh, that's going to be Holly Custis, Mackenzie Brooks, Troy Wilson, and Luis Bean. It's going to be, hopefully they'll be back. They're busy bees right now. I know Holly's doing softball. Mackenzie is uh, basically starting a new job, so she's very inundated with her stuff. Uh, Luis is obviously busy. Mom, plus everything else that's happening out there. And so we'll look forward to them coming back probably in a couple weeks here as we get into the NFL season. So they all love NFL. And so we'll touch base on that. So uh, thanks to Nate Ward for coming in as well, NFL Insider. And he will be back next week to kind of review and recap the game that's happening this week on the LFL channel. And so uh, if you guys miss anything, like I said, go to the hub at facebook.com forward slash Uh Congratulations to uh, Phoebe Sketcher, 30-year uh, birthday. So she's 30 now. So congratulations to our no-joke football athlete, Phoebe Sketcher. You can go to the the official brand site at facebook.com for says no joke football. And you can get all the content there of all our athletes, what they're doing, what they're up to. Uh, we spotlight them every time, every week, anything that's happening within their lifestyle and anything that's happening with their teams, what's happening impactful. You can check out all our no joke football athletes at facebook.com for says no joke football. You can also go to the Instagram site, same thing, Instagram.com forward slash no joke football. Use the hashtag no joke football on Instagram and Twitter to get noticed, and we keep tabs on that as well. So, coming up this week, um, Emma Diaz from Bleacher Report uh, was spotlighted, one of our no joke football athletes, and uh, totally excited for her. She's made some great strides. What a young talent, amazing a young girl as well. And uh, she's uh, playing college rugby right now, so we're really happy for her. And in the coming 
uh, probably in another week or so, we will be announcing two more No Joke Football athletes for 2020, and we are totally stoked for those these two individuals to come on board to help our brand awareness and to get our brand to another level. So if you want to go to the uh, Zazzle shop, go to zazzle.com for slash ground beauties and use the code Zazzle thanks, save 15% off. And so if you want to save that, go there. Anything over 20, 15% off, so you're going to get it pretty much cool and low price. And if you want to save money on shipping, you just pay an additional 10 for the whole year and you get free shipping to you from the site as well. Um, you go to FanDuel for the NFL season. If you want to earn some cash, go to FanDuel. We, we're going to give you $15 on us. So $15 from me to you. So you can go to FanDuel and you can play WNBA, you can play NFL, you can play every other sport that's on FanDuel. So you get 15 bucks for us. Just go to set up the link there, click it, follow the instructions, get yourself set up on FanDuel and you get 15 bucks to play for the first play. There's five cent plays, 25 cent plays, there's dollar plays, there's $25 plays, whatever you want to play, you're able to challenge yourself and see if you can earn some big money. So earn some cash, go to the link on our Facebook uh, page at the hub at facebook.com and go to FanDuel. It's kind of awesome and easy, no brainer, especially if you're playing in the NFL. If you know your stuff, you'll be able to win some big cash, help yourself out week to week as well. So for everything that's going on, 288 was a big show. And looking forward to 289 next weekend. And hopefully I get one of my co-hosts back. But overall, everything is awesome. Gridiron Australia, week two. Gridiron New South Wales, week two. We get uh, looking forward to the semi, uh, the final of the Finnish uh, league, which is the Wolverines taking on the St. Peter, Petersburg Valkyries as well. Plus the Finnish uh, tournament here for the German league. And that's going to be Stuttgart. Uh, Scorpions taking on obviously the Hamburg Amazons. We'll keep tabs on that, and that'll be live streamed through via um, Sport Dutchland. So everything that you need to know, keep in the know. Invite your friends, whatever. Go to the hub at facebook.com for us for Beauties. So that's it for me. Thanks everybody for joining us today. I look forward to next week as we kind of keep tabs on everything that's happening in the women's game and share our podcast. And you can catch us on TuneIn, Apple Podcasts. You can catch us on iHeart, the largest platform. And thank you, everybody, for uh, listening on iHeart. Really, really appreciate it. And then, obviously, right here on uh, Block Talk Radio. So thank you, everybody. We'll catch you here next week for 289 of the Great Iron Blitz. Have a great night, everybody.